0: This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. Good evening. This is Reverend Gary Lubin serving as deacon with the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to our daily devotion in the early evening for individuals and families from page 139 of the Book of Common Prayer. Today, we celebrate the Feast Day of All Souls Day, or commemoration of all the faithful departed. The reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verses 24 through 27. Now, let us begin our worship together. O gracious light, A reading from the Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. Very truly I tell you, the hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself, and he has given him authority to execute judgment, because he is the Son of Man. The Gospel of our Lord. Today we celebrate the feast day of All Souls Day, also known as Commemoration of All the Faithful Departed. We pause to remember and honor anybody and everybody who have died within the Christian faith. All Souls Day comes on the heels of All Saints Day, which has also been called All Hallows Day, which we celebrate every November 1st as a holy day, when we seem to more narrowly recognize saints and martyrs throughout Christian history. Usually the red kind of martyr, you know, the ones who have shed blood and died for a cause. But who's to say that we are not all saints? Are we not collectively known as the sainthood of all believers? According to the catechism or outline of our faith, Now listen carefully, according to the Catechism, and I quote, The communion of saints is the whole family of God, the living and the dead, those whom we love and those whom we hurt, bound together in Christ by sacrament, prayer, and praise. End quote. And then there is All Hallows' Eve, otherwise known to us as Halloween It is said to have had its roots in the ancient Celtic festival called Semhane, meaning summer's end. It was a time when bonfires were set on hilltops to frighten away evil spirits. I find it interesting that our Episcopal Church Book of Occasional Services provides an outline for a church service on All Hallows' Eve or Halloween. This service begins with a prayer for light, and it includes two or more readings from Scripture, and the options are very interesting and kind of spooky. And the, readings, the reading options are the Witch of Endor from 1 Samuel, the Vision of Eliphaz, the Temanite from Job, the Valley of Dry Bones from Ezekiel and the war in heaven from Revelation. It is also noted that, quote, suitable festivities and entertainments, end quote, may precede or follow the service, and that there may be a visit to a cemetery or burial place. With candy, costumes, and trick-or-treating, Halloween has become rather secular, however, but it is fun all the same, don't you think? So in keeping a spirit of playfulness and adventure, last Sunday being Halloween, Church of the Redeemer blessed the costumes of those wee characters that were parading around the church wearing their various fashion statements. But on a more solemn note, this this coming Sunday, as we do every year in celebration of All Saints Day, the Church of the Redeemer We'll read aloud the names of all those associated with our church who died during this last year. Now, interestingly, we will also be baptizing six children. So, at one and the same service and the same time, we will be remembering the dead and celebrating their continued lives, as well as the lives of those being baptized into the new life of the church. And speaking of community, today is Dia de los Muertos, or Day of the Dead, which is also a celebration of life and death originating in Mexico, which incorporates ancient Aztec customs of celebrating ancestors. It is kind of like a family reunion, where dead ancestors are guests of honor especially since they are here for only a very short visit. This theme of family and community is captured in the delightful Pixar animated movie Coco about the journey of a young boy who discovers his family history. You know, there are many and varied ways to remember the dead. Uh, You know, we're at the beginning of National Native American Heritage Month. And the indigenous peoples of this land have some truly beautiful ways of honoring and remembering the dead. Which reminds me, at one time, I bartered with the Navajo for a beautiful, handmade, soft-suede leather wampum bag with a bottom fringe, you know, which I wear around my neck and near my heart. It contains Janice's ashes, a lock of her hair, my wedding ring, and a small cross. Janice was my wife, best friend, soulmate, and lover for more than 48 years. She died, oh, a little over two years ago now. Another way Janice and I decided to celebrate our lives together is to support causes close to our hearts. Many of those are causes having to do with social justice. And one of those was to provide the Episcopal retirement system with a legacy gift to support their Madison Villa affordable living apartments. As the ERS says on their website, we believe that older adults should live with dignity and comfort in a safe, nurturing, and stimulating environment, no matter their financial situation. As I said, there are many ways and varied ways to remember our loved ones. Recently, I learned that the cemetery monument we ordered more than two and a half years ago is finally ready after delays due to the pandemic. The main delay was getting the unique black granite slab from a quarry all the way from Zambia. Yep, in Africa. Now, on the front top center of the monument is a ceramic plaque of a very colorful contemporary version of the Rublev Holy Trinity icon painted by the iconographer Eileen Magookin. And below it is a pastoral scene showing a couple walking on life's journey on a path that's winding along and over a river and through some woods, whose woods they are, I think I know, being guided by a wise old owl On a path towards the rising sun, meandering through to a mountain valley. Now, on the other side of the monument, on the top, is a tricurta. The tricurta is a Celtic symbol of the Holy Trinity that uses three circles and a triangle that are all intertwined and inseparable. Now, below is, you know, below the tricurta now is a poem which Janice and I wrote. The poem is titled Lost and Found, and I would like to read it to you. Strolling among these trees, still lost in the woods of life, peaceful pathways interrupted, yet discovering grace and mercy, reconciliation, renewal, reunion, forgiven, Forgive. Freedom. Finding. Life. Abundant. Everlasting. Do everything in love. Not a long walk at all. In today's Good News Gospel reading, Jesus assures us of life everlasting and abundant. Jesus describes a time when the dead will live and as I imagine it, live in some kind of existence which transcends this time and place. Now, in the meantime, it is a right and proper and reverent and meaningful thing to do for those living in this time and place to pause, reflect, and remember those who are dead to us but who also have life abundant, and everlasting, but not exactly here and now, but there and forever. Amen. It is not ourselves that we proclaim. We proclaim Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For the same God who said, out of darkness, let light shine, has caused his light to shine within us to give the light to revelation, the revelation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now let us say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O God, the Maker and Redeemer of all believers, Grant to the faithful departed the unsearchable benefits of the passion of your Son, that on the day of his appearing they may be manifested as your children. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us now take some time pausing our worship together if you need to do that to offer up our prayers of intercession, thanksgiving and praise for the world, for the church, for our national life, for the social and natural orders, and for family and personal life in particular, for those who are suffering and those who have died, especially on this day. O God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. And work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth. That in your good time, all nations and the one human race may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving Spirit may so move every human heart, and especially the hearts of the people of this land, that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way, kindle our hearts, and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Now go in peace, hope, and joy to love and serve our God in the name of our Teacher and Savior, Jesus.